Yeah. Yeah, what's happening? What's happening? What's, what's happening, boy? <laughs> Shit, just cooling, cooling. Shit, I'm, I'm at the podcast with you. I've been checking out your music and shit, man. Yeah, yeah, man. I appreciate it, man. Much love for you. Much love. Yeah, you got some. You got some cold shit, though. You got some cold, cold shit. Man, I, that's all. That's the only way to make music around here. You hear me? Can't make no dull shit. Yeah, yeah. Shit, I like, feel. Uh, like I seen you don't put you don't put out two or three singles this year so far. Exactly, two or three, and it's about to be an album coming out, man. Death for Love coming soon. So I'm just, you know, yeah. getting getting ready for everything that's about to get set up. You feel me? Just putting everything together piece by piece, puzzle by puzzle. You feel me? Oh, I feel you. I feel you. What, what made you uh, title the album Death for Love, though? That's a strong-ass title. So check this out. So this is a little backstory. Everything I do got a backstory to it. So in my years of living, you feel me, I've had some relationships that, you know, weren't the greatest and it's kind of made me think through the years, like, man, love ain't there no more. Like, with this generation, you can, I mean, pussy everywhere, you feel me? All that, shit's, all that shit's everywhere. So I was thinking, you know what? Since I had the life, since love was part of my life, it's time for love to go ahead and die and rebuild, you feel me? So that's why I made the death for love, just to show y'all what happens when love dies. You Ooh. feel me? Lo- yeah. Yeah, that's powerful. Yeah. That's a powerful statement. Exactly, yeah, boy. Yeah. I'm telling you, it's that, that's what's so crazy about it because people don't understand what it means by the death of love. They think that love is actually in a casket dying. That's not yeah. what it means. That's not what yeah. it means. It yeah. means love, like, my bad. Love is powerful. Love is powerful. Now, nah, you straight love powerful. That's one of the most powerful things in the world, love. So that's exactly. why I wanted to know what the title meant, though. Exactly. You feel me? Love is the most powerful tool in the world. You feel me? Love makes the world go round. But mm-hmm. sometimes, sometimes you got to die to rebuild. You hear me? Yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, so, boy. So with the singles and shit, which one you promoting the most though? Like well, the one I'm gonna prom- be promoting the most is the newest single because here's what's about to happen. With the death of love, it's only gonna be basically death-oriented songs that is compiled with the relationships I had. Each song mm-hmm. that I have is talking about a relationship I had in the past. And if you know who I've been with in my life, you're gonna know the person I'm talking about. Ooh. So yeah, so the new song that I'm about to put, like, about to make it as a full single promotion at all is called Vice City. Okay. And, and Vice City is basically about to, I ain't going to say no names because, you know, uh, suing people. But, <laughs> like, <laughs> long story short. Vice yeah, you don't City want about, that. Exactly. Long story short, Vice City is about a girl I used to go with that me and her did the same thing. I mean, we did dirt. You feel me? We ain't, we ain't most perfect. We did a lot of dirt. Drug related, you feel me? Mm-hmm. All that, but. At the end of the day, she was down for me, but at the same time, only way that I saw her was gutter side. I never saw her as like a girl or a relationship. I saw her as gutter. So Vice City is basically iterating what I mean by that, which is a gutter city, which means okay. a gutter female. Yeah, okay. exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm I'm, re- I'm ready for that though, cause I'm I'm fucking with the closest single, that the closest shit five though. Yeah, see, that's the craziest thing. Closer wasn't even supposed to be made. That's yeah. what makes it so bad. Closer was actually supposed to be just a song like for next year, next two years. Yeah. But everybody was saying the stuff was hard. And I was like, you know what? I might as well, you know, just make the song, see how people fucks with it. And boy, the hey, I'm telling you, yeah. that song did that song did some numbers. I didn't think it was gonna do that much. It did, but it did it did a little bit of numbers. Hey, we had to take a pause in the recording to play one of the homies records. Closer snippet. Gia. Question that I was asking you though is like, where you get your style from? You know what I mean? I don't know if it's rap, R&B, or pop. You know what I'm saying? When I listen to the closer song, you multi-talented. You can go any any direction you want to. So yeah, let me let me let me break down that real quick because I be getting a lot of backlash from that also. So for some reason, people only in this city only stick to one genre and they like they stick to that genre. You feel me? Like if you're a trap rapper, you're going to make trap. If you were like a hip hop artist, you're going to make hip hop pops on B same way. So when I started making music, I started listening to the greats first. Like you can't go into something and not know what the hell you're doing. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So I went. So I started listening to the greats like Michael, Michael Jackson, James Brown. You feel me? Uh mm. Little Richard, shit like that. And then I started listening to other shit that I wasn't supposed to listen to, like Marlon Manson, Earl Smith. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. You just listen to shit. that real shit. Exactly. Shit like that. And I was thinking, like, if they can make something that can diverse into generations, 
we can do the same thing in this new generation. It's just people don't want to do it. So mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? Let me just go ahead and try to defy the odds. So that's when I was at first when I was in school, everybody was like, oh, rapping is just rap. So that's what I would stick to when I was young. You feel me? Just making rap music. Simple yeah. as that. But when I got older, I saw that I can sing more and my voice got more diverse. So that made me switch from that to R&B. And then I started putting them both together. And then I saw that pop was on the rage. So I started putting that into R&B and uh, hip hop. And it just it just worked from there. Yeah, it just it was just perfect from there. It was a perfect harmony. <laughs> Hey, keep creating though, fam. Don't let nobody limit your skills. You cold with that shit. You of know course, what I'm saying? Thank they, you. Their perspective is their perspective. That's just that might be one or two people or whatever, but the whole world wanna want you to create. You gotta look at the like the artists you said you learned from or whatever. Those artists was multi-talented. You look at the Drakes, you know what I'm saying? The the futures, the young thugs that's in hip hop, they multi-talented. Look at Tory Lanes for you know what I'm saying? Tory Lanes exactly. do both. Yeah. Damn right. So don't simplify your crowd, fam. Keep doing you. You know what I mean? Of course, man. Of course. I ain't never going to simplify because what makes it worse is people get mad because it's diversified, but they can be mad all they want because <laughs> you got to keep them. You got to keep in mind, like when you diverse, you can do more. And your, your, your stuff will last for generations. You know what I'm saying? It'll last for long, long times. Like yeah. love me long time. You feel me? Yeah. So, yeah. So Exactly, bro. So like where you get your name from, like, let the people know what the KYN stand for before the Marco. All right. So basically, KYN stands for King's Young Nigga. Now, this is what it means in a people think it actually means like just like King of like Europe or some shit. But here's what it really means. So at first, my name was not KYN or Marco at all. It was none of that. I have went through so many name changes. I feel like I'm about, I feel like I'm Lil Wayne at this point with so many goddamn <laughs> name changes. But I went from Kid MC to Marco Sway to just Marco mm-hmm. and then from to KYN. So when I made KYN, it was almost like I wanted to make something where people didn't understand it at first. To them, it's still a fucking mystery. Yeah. Like, because King King's young nigga means basically like an angel kind of. Like, because everybody that I've been helping basically has called me an angel in this game. Like, I've done wrote for people in this city. I've done help people in the city that actually that you would never even notice until you asked them. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it was it's kind of became like the baby face of Knox. And I know that's kind of like a big thing to go by, but I mean it is what it is. You see what I'm saying? I ain't trying to like make myself as a high and mighty person, but I'm just saying now you the angel has you ain't originally from ahead. Knoxville, so I can tell that you know what I'm saying you got some talent, you know what I mean? Some talent exactly. cold was was born out in Memphis, boy, and that's what's so crazy. Memphis is the music, hey, music capital, you hear me? Yeah. So I'm, t- so I'm telling you, Memphis got a lot of potential. And when I came to Knoxville at a very, very young age, it was almost like, it was almost like I wanted to give something because I had something in me. You know what I'm saying? I had this music potential since a young kid. I remember back in like third grade writing, like writing raps with a expo marker and a and a like a printed piece of paper just on the back of it, just writing stuff. And everybody be like, what are you writing? It's not part of class. I'm like, I'm writing something. I don't know what it is, but it's going to be something sooner or later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just got to create. You just exactly, to create. just got to create. You mm-hmm. feel me? And that's when, and Marco came from, okay, so I was in Spanish. It was me and my homie D, shout out to Dewan, yay, Tuli Squad. But it was me and my homie D in Spanish. And at first they told me, because when I was supposed to join a group, they said, you have to change your name. And I was like, what you mean change my name? I love my goddamn name. You feel me? Jay was like, I get it, but you feel me? Your name is not, your name was in middle school. We are in a different, <laughs> we in a different, yeah, we in a different league. You feel me? So I'm going to need you to change that name. And I was like, what the fuck am I going to change it to then? So then my homeboy Tyreek told me, hey, just change the shit to Marco. Mm. I was like, I was like, why? He was like, bro, keep in mind, your name is Marcus mm-hmm. and your last name is Campbell, MC. As long as you put them two together, Marco could work perfectly. I said, you know what, motherfucker? You might be on yeah, the song. Yeah, he was on the song. He was on the <laughs> exactly. song. Exactly. And ever since then, I was like, you know what? I'm going to keep that name, Marco, because it's so – not, not a lot of people are named that in this world usually when it comes to rap music. You feel me? Yeah. Like, I mean, there's a few, but there's not a lot that's diversified. Mm-hmm. And when I put KYN in front of it, it made it too diversified. It was like, this man is in a league of his own. Like, he's in a music space of his own. And that's what I'm trying to pursue with this music. I want to be in the league so much of my own where people can't even copy. You see what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. Shit, you you exactly. doing it. You're doing it. I seen like 
you got a lot of material out. You got material on uh, Apple, SoundCloud, YouTube. You know what I mean? How long, like, you said you've been at it since before you even came to Knoxville, since you've been in Memphis. So how long you been at it doing the music, though? So I'm going to be real. I didn't take it. Now, this is what I'm saying. Music, I've been doing for a very, very long time. But when I started taking it serious, I started taking it serious in ninth grade. And here's why. Because... I didn't think music was actually as big as I see it now. Because at first, I thought music was just something to play around with. You see what I'm saying? Something to have fun with. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Just something to, something to vibe to. But when I saw that people were actually liking the shit that I make, I was like, you know what? I might want to do this as a goddamn profession. <laughs> <Fuck you mean." laughs> so, so then, in ninth grade, man, I remember, like I said, I will always give my credit to Tootie Squad. You probably you won't know who these guys are. But my my cousin D, my big cousin D, he told me, man, I want you to join the group. And keep in mind, we was beefing for a long time. Damn. As a matter of fact, yeah, Mark, me and Tootie Squad was beefing for a little minute. But then I don't know what happened. It was almost like, you know what? I just didn't want to beef with them no more because keep in mind, they still my family at the end of the day. Yeah. So how this happened is Tyreek, Tyreek told me, hey, bro, I know you good in this music shit. I've seen that you've been working a lot, putting shit out. I want you to do a song with me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, bet. What we doing? What we doing? He said, we doing two up. And two up was literally my first like mainstream, like really, like really serious about music song. Yeah. And it, and it blew up. It got one K views in a week. And I was like, I'm straight with that. You see what I'm saying? And after that, it was like my music, my, the mu- way I made music just kept going from there. Like it was like, Oh, I need to do this. I need to mm. do that. I need to put stuff out. And it just made everything like I need to do this. Cause music has saved my life. Like, if it wasn't for music, I'd probably be a nerd playing Pokemon in my room, <laughs> <laughs> watching Netflix and uh, watching my mom watch Love and Hip Hop for two and a half hours. So, you know what so, so since you say music saved your life, like, I like the production on your shit. And I know, like, do you play any instruments or produce or anything, though? Matter of fact, I do. I play piano, drums, and I'm starting to play guitar. It's a little iffy right now, but I'm still trying to learn that. But yeah, for right now, piano and drums. And yeah, I do produce music. I just don't do it as much because at the same time, I, I know it's good to do, trust me. But I got to work about my lyrics too because I got to think about both on the same cordial side. So it's like, it's hard to think about both. You see yeah. what I'm saying? Now I've done it before. Trust me, I've done it before, but it just takes a lot of time. Yeah. And when I find, and when I find a beat, either I'll pay for it or either I'll make the song and then pay for it later. Just so I'll be like, you know, I already have it. If you want, if you want me to pay for it, it's cool. But I just like to get beats out the way. And it's, it's crazy because I know I'm talking a lot, but it's crazy because um, let me explain. I was uh, I was my first beat that I saw on YouTube. I didn't know how to download. Mm, you know yeah. I had no idea. So I used this. This is back when SoundCloud I had to record. And I, I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, used, so I used to go on the TV and record it through my phone and record my voice through my phone. And then that would be the song right there. But when I found out how to how to like take it from my phone and put it on GarageBand and then send it to an engineer and stuff like that, and what you did not know is that Closer was actually made on my phone. Mm, damn, you recorded that on your phone? Recorded it, edited all that on my phone. Oh yeah, you bad. You a bad man. Yeah, yeah. Most of the songs you hear is on my phone. Some of them are actually at a studio, like a real link studio, but most of them are on my so phone. So you doing doubles and everything on the phone? Everything. Oh yeah, you bad. I didn't know that was possible. <laughs> it is possible. It's called it's called GarageBand. I was supposed to write a book on. It. I still got to finish it, but it's called GarageBand. If you get that, if you can master GarageBand, you are a demon. I'm telling you, you are something else. <laughs> yeah, you got to be cold to be able to master GarageBand. If you can, because I done seen GarageBand in my phone, but I ain't never even hit the button on the app or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Let me tell you a little secret. If you ever want to go back making music, big dog, and trust me, you're gonna want to. Just use GarageBand and have some iPhone headphones, and I promise you, I can teach you the rest from there. It's it's a done deal. Like it's it's easier to do that than going to a studio. Don't get me wrong, going into a big studio is a great thing to do. It really is. But when you don't have the money or the time, just go on your phone. Like because you can do the same thing at a big studio you can do on your phone. It it just works better because it's free. You yeah, know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, what we listen to music out for now. Uh, the phone, exactly. <laughs> so, the the, phone. at the end of the day, the studio ain't even necessary like that. To be honest, it's not. It's not. But I don't want to take people out of business. You see what yeah. I'm saying? I'm just. Do- this is just for if you don't have enough bread or the time to do it. 
Now, I love going to big studios because I love the feel for it. Like when I'm in, like when I'm in a studio or when I'm even on my phone, me and the music come come together like Kool-Aid and sugar. Mm-hmm. Like it just work, it works together. Like I said, music has saved my life. Yeah. And it's made it's beca- it's made me become something that I never thought I would be possible, like would be possible. Because when I first started making music, I was really like, I'm going to get a little sentimental. I was dealing with a relationship that was bad. You know what I'm saying? I was dealing with a bad, toxic relationship. To top that all off, I wasn't really doing good in school. And the people I was around with, they was either drug dealers. You feel me? They was either doing music, playing basketball. I was thinking I had no talent. You feel me? But when I when I figured out that music was my base, was my real talent, I kept going at it. And every time I heard a song or a beat, I would just go on it. Like, it doesn't matter what it was, where it was, I would just go on it. Because if you feel it, if you feel that beat with your music, if you feel it happening, it becomes and, part of you. It becomes And the people you. who make a music that's going through something actually makes the best music. See what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, take, take Rod Wave, for example. Like, I love, here's the three rappers I love, and they're going to ask me this, so I'm going to tell it anyway. I love Rod Wave, Rowdy Rich, and if I have to top another one off a book, mm. like them are my three like top right yeah. now. Because Rod, because Rod Wave put so much passion into his music. And each three and all three of them, you can tell that I love them based on what the music I make. Because like I said, Rod Wave puts a lot of passion into his music. And I love the way that he he puts everything out. Like he doesn't sugarcoat or keep nothing. He'll put everything into a song mm-hmm. and you will feel it for decades. You'll feel it for the rest I'll of your life. All three of them do that. Roddy, exactly. Roddy Rich, I love him because of his melodies. Like he has so much of a diverse melody that you won't even understand like what's going on until <laughs> you hear his yeah. music. You, you feel me like the box? I still don't know what the hell the box is, but I know that it's something serious because I mean, I want to figure out what the box is. You yeah, know what I'm he, 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 be, <laughs> he be having a lot like his melodies. It don't even sound like rap music. It sound like straight singing, like he know notes and everything. Exactly. You see what I'm saying? And that's one thing about me when it comes to music and Rowdy Rich. I will, to this day, I would love to make a song with Rowdy Rich. I will still say oh, that, that this That's who you right want to collaborate with the most. Yes, Rowdy Rich. Because I feel like if we collaborate together, we're going to make a classic. And that's on soul. That's on everything I can I see love. that, too. I can see that. I'm telling so you. you saying you saying I'm those... T- uh, Rodway, Roddy Rich, and uh, a boogie, them a the boogie. three that you you rocking yeah. with right now. Give me three, give me three yes. Tennessee artists that you rocking with. It don't have to be rap, you know what I'm saying? Give me three Tennessee right. artists. Three Tennessee artists. I would have to say you probably won't know any of these people, but I'm gonna say it off rip. I'm gonna, oh you well, does it have to be like Memphis? Does, does it matter who the, who the it is? three the three you rocking with the most? They hot. They the hardest. I don't even have to know them. The people All need right. to know them so they can go search for them. All right. All right. So I'm going to have to say one, my bro, Sincere Iverson. The reason I like my bro, Sincere, is because, you know, we actually collabed on a mixtape. And um, it was like, like you said, it was pretty dope. I figured, I feel like it was fire. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I feel like, I feel like the mix, if five summer nights was fire because our flows are so different. Like he's more of a, He's more of a like old school hip hop. Like he'll go straight bar for bar mm-hmm. with you. To where I'm more of a like a singer. I'll I'll take I'll rap against you and take your girl panties off at the same damn time. <laughs> See what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, so it's like Sister Iverson, I have to say he has the coldest bars lyrically in the city. Like there's nobody that is compared to him right that now. EP hard. That EP y'all got hard. Yes. For real. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. That's what I'm saying. That boy got some, hey, I'm telling you, y'all need to go look him up. Sincere Iverson. He's on iTunes, Spotify. He's on uh, Pandora, Christian Mingle. Y'all can go see wherever the hell yeah. they got home. You feel me? Y'all need to make some visual, yeah, visuals see. off of that project, too, though. But let me let you get back Ma- to it. Matter of fact, matter of fact, I'm glad you said that because Ran Through is coming soon. The video for Ran Through is actually coming pretty soon. Mm-hmm. Sooner than you think. So, Ran Through is off That's of the So, <laughs> yeah, ran through was off an EP, so I can't wait for y'all to see the final visual for ran through because you guys are going to enjoy it. Like, there's been snippets going around and all that, people's leaking shit, but like I said, y'all going to enjoy it for real. I hope y'all do. So after after sincere, I would have to say, huh, I'm gonna get hated on after this because there's gonna be some days I can't mention, <laughs> but bug the outcast. Okay. 
you again have no idea who this is, but he is basically me, but a younger version. Like he is a singer, and I I'll say this: he sings way better than me. He's a fat dude, so of course oh, he's gonna oh, sing yeah, he's way blowing. better than me. He blowing then, <laughs> yeah, he blowing exactly. And his his um he got a, actually a mixtape out called the Four Letter Word, and that's also where I got the death of love from because the Four Letter Word is basically him telling us how all these girls have did his ass wrong, <laughs> and he's just letting it know like this love ain't third, love ain't real, simple as that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. So I was like, you know what? Since you're making a four-letter word, why don't I make the death of love to show what's really going on up in this Yeah, yeah that love is real. powerful, man. I'm telling you, that's why it's called the death of this bitch. You hear me? But anyway, anyway, Bug the Outcast, that's going to be my bro, too. He's he's amazing. Like I said, y'all can look him up, too. He's no, he's out of this world. It's no comparison. Yeah. And for the for the last artist... Ooh, I'm told you I'm gonna get backlash for this year. But the last <laughs> you, can get, you can give me five then. Is that cool? Yeah, yeah, we can both get five. My music career will be over. We can both do a podcast. Now, get, give me <laughs> give me five if you want to, since, since I don't want nobody to be mad at you. All right, all right, all right. Five, five. That'll work. That'll work. All right, so let's get let's move on. I'm gonna have to say, I think his name is East Bay. I know him as Tyreek. So um so I didn't really meet Tyreek in high school. As a matter of fact, we barely even spoke. But I will say that this man right now, I never knew the I never knew the nigga did music, honestly. He is a singer out of this world. Like mm. I forgot what the what the name of his song is. I, I know his name is East Bay. You can look him up on YouTube. And he got a video. It's by uh, I think it's by Pharaoh or Penny HD. It's by either yeah. one of them. But he is a cold singer. Like I have never heard somebody with a voice like that. Like He's more of like, you can feel like he's more of like a, not saying with the kids wise, but he's more like an R. Kelly singing type nigga. Like, you can feel like. Oh, yeah, he cold, man. You giving him R. Kelly, he cold. Yeah, yeah, you can feel what the fuck he's saying. And that's what I'm saying. He is a cold artist. That's what I'm saying. He will, he'll, he'll blow. He'll blow up. He gonna blow up for real. All right. So, yeah, that's Tyreek East Bay. And I'm not, there's some names that I'm not naming due to personal reasons, but I'm just going to be like, I'm just going to have to let them go. Hey, it's the um, death of love at the end of the day, so. <laughs> hey, 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 man. Hey, man, yeah. my brother. So, let me see. That was that yeah. was three, right? Okay. So, let's see. The fourth one, I'm going to have to give, I'm going to have to give to my homie Kalo, DJ Kalo. Now, here's why I say this. You don't know Kalo either, but he is a producer. And Kalo got some of the coldest beats I have. Where DJ Kalo out of? He got some. He out of he out of Knoxville. He moved to uh, North Carolina, but he's out yeah. of Knoxville. Yeah, he dope. Like he really dope. Um, he actually helped us get this. Like, well, apparently I ain't gonna say it because you know it's still on the rise. <laughs> but he's helping us get this. He's helping us get this deal with somebody that was working with the baby. Yeah. So I'm like I'm like giving him props because his beats are just more. They're more authentic. Like, you have these beats that just got straight bass, this straight snare, this straight snap. He's got melodies into his shit. Like, you gonna, you gonna feel like it's a Mariah Carey-type beat, but then here come NLE on the side, like, huh? Oh, like, yeah, that's what's up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, he's cold. Like, I hope y'all, I hope you meet him one day so we can all collab yeah. for real, because you would love yeah. this. Yeah, DJ Kalo, four. So, let's, yeah, DJ Kalo. I'm telling you, boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, so that's four. Let me get five. And five, y'all gonna understand when I say this. But five, I will have to give to NLE. Yeah, NLE. He hard. He hard. NLE Chopper. Here's why. I may not be a full trap artist, but don't get it twisted. I love that type of shit. (laughs) I love that type of, like, gutter straight trap type music. And he's young as hell. Super young. So for him to, like, the nigga, like, what, 17? I I don't know his age. I know he ain't. He ain't grown yet though, but that last at last record yeah. he dropped, he doing numbers on that though. Yeah, yeah, him and that song with him and Rowdy Rich, boy, that was it was crazy. Posted in the front yeah. of the trap, yeah, that's <laughs> my shit. I'm telling, I'm telling you, boy, NLE. If I ever get to collab with NLE too, hey, yeah, yes sir, yeah, <laughs> but, yes sir, hell yeah. But that, them my top five. That's like, what's yeah. up. So everybody that's listening to the podcast, go check out Sincere Iverson. Bud the Outcast, East Bay, known as Tyreek, DJ Kalo, and NLE Chopper. Hey, NLE, what do huh? you think about like 
the game done changed so bad now. Like when I was in the game, everybody wanted to be on the radio now. The radio ain't necessary no more. Or do you think it's necessary? Yeah. I'm kind of like an old cat. So here's why I say it. Because my uncle only actually owns a radio mm-hmm. station. So here's what I'm going to say about that. So I think that the radio station could be used, but in a different way. Like, I've seen radio stations only go for, like, high-end music, but they never, like, promote, like, the low-end. You see what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. the indie artists. And it's and it's like, if you want people to shine and grow, you got to let them, like, play their music. You, know what I'm yeah. you see what I'm saying? Or it's not, or there's going to be no use for the radio stations because all y'all going to be doing is playing high-end music. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's, it's almost like, I think the radio station shouldn't be used as much as it is now. Like, I think because now we got phones, like you feel we got podcasts, as you can see. <laughs> we got everything, <laughs> we got everything in between. So I mean, there's really no use for a radio station, but that doesn't mean it shouldn't still be there because radio stations actually helped us grow our music from like yeah. a long time ago. You see what I'm saying? For like like 1950s helped us grow our music. So you feel me? I will always give props to a radio station. And speaking of which. WJBE, damn it, jamming 997. I'm gonna have to just go ahead and give a shout out for my uncle for trying to snipe you to a roof. <laughs> but, um, yeah, jamming 997, WJBE, you know the vibes. Um, like I said, my uh, uncle Joe Armstrong owns it. It's the greatest, like, it's the most, it's the, really the best for RB and hip hop alone. I feel me 104.5, they doing that shit. You feel me? But, like I said, jamming 997. And, and where's it, where it located at, though? He is in Knoxville too. You hear me? Everything that I'm talking Damn, about. I didn't even know that. Right I didn't even know he had a uh, like a radio station was in Knoxville that was playing. You know what I'm saying? Besides 104.5. Yeah, it's jamming 997 WJBE James Brown Radio. Like, <laughs> I'm gonna tell you what. Like, I asked you the radio question because I wanted to tell you this though, or whatever. Like, you know your shit smoking hot when you on one of them playlists, right. one of them Apple or Spotify playlists. Yeah, exactly. Cause that's that, that's the that exactly. to me that's the new radio, the playlist. They Amen. playing the hottest shit out. You know what I mean? Exactly. Amen, my yeah. brother. I'm telling yeah. you. <laughs> I'm t- I'm telling you, boy. But yeah, at the end of the day, I think radio stations should be used. But keep in mind, like you said, my my goal for right now for this year, really these three months is I want to get on billboards. Like, I've been telling everybody that for, like, for minutes. Like, I want to get on the billboard charts. Because if I can get on that, that'll be an accomplishment in itself for me. Like, I'll, I'll be like, you know what? I'm fucking, I did it. I'm done. I'm done with music. I, I did my shit. You feel me? Because that's like an achievement. You feel me? That's like more than an achievement. To get once you on get the on the billboard charts. charts, though, that's when your career actually starts. You couldn't be done once you get on the billboard charts. Because them people going to be seeking right. after you trying to give you a bag. Exactly. Damn right. That's what I'm saying. And, <laughs> it's not over. But like I said, and, and since they're gonna be seeking after you, trying to get a bad like, I heard you were saying that uh, earlier in the podcast that you might have a deal on the table. You prefer you prefer, you want to be yeah. major. You want to be independent. Like what? What's your perspective on being major and being independent? So I lo- so this is what me and my homeboy Juan has been talking about. We actually have a group called FTC. Here's where my philosophy is. I say, get with a label right now. Grow your profit. Like, grow your stacks up. Grow everything that you're supposed to. Your royalties, all that. And when you feel like you have enough litigation, finish your contract up and move on to independent. Because when you get to that point, when you get to the point where you have enough money to do what you want to do, then you can really leave your contract. Once you leave, once you leave it, your world is up for grabs. You're basically like a free agent at this point, so you can make your yeah. own. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. But it's all it's all about you finishing your contract because that's where most people fuck up at. They'll they'll get into a label, they'll do a couple songs, they won't sell, and then they'll never finish they'll get, the contract. They'll get cold they before the contract over with. They was hot, then they they fell exactly. off. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> exactly. But as long as you stick to your script and finish your contract. After you done with that and you made the money you're supposed to, move on. Make your own label. Make your own company. Make your own entertainment business. Because I'm always going to be entrepreneurship. My auntie got her own business. You feel me? So, of course, I'm going to want to get my yeah. own. You see what yeah. I'm saying? So, so yeah. Yeah. Always always be independent. Until, like like I said, grow your stuff with a label, but be independent. Be mm. your own person. That's that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, for that's real. cool right there. And, yeah, yeah. and like, you was telling yeah, yeah, me something. 
you know what I mean? You said it only take you three minutes to create your song. And you didn't say one song. You said every song because you, you letting loose. You going, you going in on that shit. So, like, what's your philosophy behind that? Exactly. So, create for a three-minute process, here's what I'm going to say. Because, like I said, as you can see by the way I talk, music is my passion. Like, it's made me who the hell I am. So, it's really easier because everything I write has a story. All I'm doing is just mm-hmm. telling the story. So it doesn't take me long to write the song because literally I'm just yeah. telling a story. And when it comes to finding a beat, I can literally go on any beat. And people don't believe that until they actually hear me do it. Like I can literally go with any beat somebody chooses. It could be an R&B, pop. It doesn't matter. It's just as long as I can feel the music, it's like the music talks mm. back to me. That's one thing that people don't understand. Like once you listen to a beat, you feel, once you feel that beat, it's almost like the music is talking yeah, to you. Yeah, it's easy. It's easy. If you can exactly, if you have a con- exactly, if you have a conversation with that beat, that's basically like y'all having a full length, you know, full length podcast. If you be out, you talking mm-hmm. to each other, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And if and the beat is love, like I'm saying this right now, like if you guys can love music, like if you love the shit that you make and the beat loves the shit that you make, it's over. Like the beat, that's it. That's yeah. the song right there. Yeah. As as yeah, because yeah, the beat yeah. talking to you before you talk back on it. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Boy, took the words the right beat out talking of my mouth. to you. <laughs> so like this, this like quarantine and all this, like we still on uh hot down quarantine here in Charlotte or whatever. But that I know y'all they don't release y'all right, in Tennessee. Right. But like, how has it affected the music scene and what you trying to do though? It really it ain't a let me be honest. It ain't affected shit. Oh, <laughs> um, let me tell you why. <laughs> let me let me tell you why. Because people out here just they don't know what to do. Now, with the quarantine that happened, of course it was bad. A lot of shit got canceled. You feel me? But there's so much shit that you can do now. I feel like I feel like the quarantine was like actually a blessing and a curse. And people gonna be like, "What the fuck you mean a blessing? Shit, people are dying from the shit." Blah blah blah. Let me let me explain before y'all get into these comments and go off of my ass. <laughs> so, <laughs> so what I mean is it's a curse because of course people are dying, like things are closed, shit is shut down. Mm-hmm. It's terrible for that. But it's also it's also a blessing because it gives you more time mm. to think. Like people don't have time to think. People didn't have time to think when we wasn't in quarantine. It was just go, go, yeah. go every time. But now, but now that we're in the crib, it gives you more time to focus on you. And people making all these memes about, oh, I can't be in the house for long periods of time. That's because you yeah. don't know how to damn think. That's that's what it that's what it is. Like for me, when I first heard about us being on quarantine, I'm not gonna cap. I was happy <laughs> as hell. I just, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you. I was jumping for joy because I know that if I'm in my house. And I have all this space to do what the hell I want to do. There's gonna be music yeah. out the ass coming out. Like there's there's gonna be shit dropping. There's gonna be promotions everywhere. Like I'm literally doing this every single day. And keep in mind, I have a job too. I have a night mm. shift and a day shift. So <laughs> I'm out here working plus putting music together. You see what I'm saying? So I'm out here just doing all this shit. But when I was in quarantine where I couldn't go nowhere, that was the perfect time for me to work. Like I got more shit done. Than when I was this podcast you know got birthed through quarantine. And well, we was actually making a podcast. We still got to get back to it. It was called Covid Knots, but we still hey, got to get, get on back it, to fam. Get on it. But uh, it, exactly. But like I was saying, long story short, I feel like that this quarantine, this Covid nineteen, people are only looking at the bad side because that's what the news produces. The news will produce bad shit and make it seem like it's just a fucking yeah. terrible situation. But at the end of the day, if y'all really think about it, more shit has got done because mm-hmm. of quarantine. Like, you got to keep in mind, cures that got done, people started making masks out the ass, people started selling more shit, music started getting dropped, more podcasts started coming out, more virtual shit. Like, you got to understand, this pod, this COVID-19 shit, it has changed mm-hmm. the way people think. And it's made, it's made a little, it's made shit better to the point where you can just go online and find literally anything. And the, and the world is the world has changed forever because of this, though. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Creators the world create, has changed. Like, yeah. You see, like uh, the the major artist is doing battles on Instagram now. 
Exactly. <laughs> I need to get in that bitch. I need to, <laughs> you need to battle somebody you rocking with. Play your records and they record. I, 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 yeah, I need to battle Boosie for a good time. Boosie be, <laughs> be tripping on, on IG, though. Oh, God. Show your pussy lips on live again. $1,000. <laughs> yeah, that nigga made a whole record behind that shit. So, oh, what, God, we talking all? about... It was I ain't trying to throw you for a curve by saying this. Because I wouldn't even know how to answer this a nigga ass. Me this, but... Would you would you collaborate with six nine? Uh, <laughs> let me say this, and I'm gonna keep it thorough with you. <laughs> Fuck no, I'm gonna, tell, I'm gonna tell you why, bro. Because everybody's been talking about six nine getting this, six nine got more booze, six nine doing that. I'm gonna take it like Snoop said it. I ain't collaborating <laughs> with no snitch. That's just that. That's just, that's just, I'm sorry, you feel me? Y'all can hate me all the fuck y'all want. I'm not collaborating with no snitch. Like, if that's me, if the, if I do that, then my career ends. You see what I'm saying? Because that takes Dang. my cred down. And I'm not about to be taking my cred down for a rainbow-ass motherfucking <laughs> rat. I'm not doing it. A, a I'm rainbow saying, rat. I'm sorry, you can kiss Damn. my black ass. Yeah. A rainbow rat. I'm talking about yeah, Master that, Splinter. Yeah, that shit wild, though, man. <laughs> yeah, 6 9 bro. Look, hey. I'm gonna say it like this, and people been asking me like that that same fucking question. Would you ever collaborate with Six Nine? I'm gonna just be, I'm gonna just say it honestly. Before he was doing all this snitching, yeah. absolutely, I would love to collaborate. But now that I see that this nigga is a full blown rat telling on every goddamn body, he might tell yeah. on the dog in NY one day. You never fucking know. But no, I'm not nah. collaborating with that. Rat. <laughs> no, nigga, kiss my ass. Hey, that's what's <laughs> up, though. That's what's up. Shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey man, that's what's up. So when, when should we expect the death of love though? We should expect the death of love. Uh we should expect the half the pre-order on the twelfth and the full of album this month. on the 20th. I mean next month. Of this oh so no of this month. Like I said, this is this has been promoted for like at least three months now. Yeah. This has been going on for three months. All the promotion, all that has been going on for three months. Oh, People so, are waiting for this. So bitch. tomorrow we can pre-order so, yeah. this shit. Oh, that's what's yeah, up. You can pre-order that's what's up. Exactly. You can pre-order this bitch tomorrow. You're gonna be loving every you, single You need song to send me some links so at the end of the podcast I can put the links on there or whatever. Oh. Okay. Well, Deb, okay. I got you. I got you. Yeah. Hell yeah. So you said uh you would start your career with a major and then go independent. Like, you know, like how yes, you sir. go to college, a, a number one draft, like number one pick in high school, they, they have all the colleges in the country say, you want to come to me. If you if you drop a record and they get 100 million views, 100 million plays, and all the labels say, we want you, Marco, we want you on the squad. Who would you go to, though? Who would you choose to go to right now? Ah, damn. Okay, shit. <laughs> now I'm about to get a lot of backlash because now labels about to be like, shit. He didn't. He want my ass, but all right, let me see. Uh, you you can pick, can I pick you three can, of them. You can uh, okay, say three. no comment. Say I I ain't doing that at all. You can pick three. You can do. You know what I'm saying? All right, let me let me go ahead and jump off my three, and this is gonna be really backlash. I'm gonna say my first one is gonna be QC. Here's why: because I ain't gonna cap. I want Lil Baby on the song. I want Goddamn City Girls on the song. I want whatever his name mm-hmm. is, PNB Rock on the song. I want all them niggas. I want even do, do do. Deuce on the shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> now, I ain't saying, yeah, yeah, I ain't saying Layton Green because that's. What, 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 uh, what about Layton Green? She called to me. But that, yeah. that one song was feature heavy, though. Like, I don't know. That's the only song I done heard. It's not even that. It's like, okay. <laughs> I don't care. It's the death of love. Fuck it. But um, anyway, Layton Green, Layton Green, she was a cool person. You see what I'm saying? She was cool. But you got to understand, after the shit, you didn't nah. hear about the shit she did, did you? Okay. So she kind of left the label that put her on and basically said, basically said, mm. fuck y'all. You see what I'm saying? And at the same time, it's my in my mind, it's like, don't bite the hand that feeds you. Don't get me wrong. She writes good-ass music. Yeah. She is a dope-ass artist. It's just the fact that I go by, I don't just go by the music. Mm-hmm. I go by the vibe that you give. 
And if you and if you are that type of person to be like, fuck you off rip, you see what I'm saying? For the people that helped you and put you on, then I'm not gonna fuck with you. You see what I'm saying? Because yeah. you're gonna do the same yeah. shit to me. You see what I'm saying? So like like I said, Layton got good music. It's just I don't fuck with her like the way she did it. She yeah. could have did it a different way. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, but like I said, besides that, QC, hell yeah. Maybe Layton. Honestly, I don't know. We're gonna think about it. I'm gonna talk to God. But, yeah, Layton. Layton. So QC, <laughs> that's the first label. But yeah, first label is QC. Second one, I would have to say is a Maybach music group. I yeah. love Rick Ross. His beats crazy like, too. <laughs> I dude, dude, to this day, I will do to this day I love Rick Ross to death. Like if I can get signed with Maybach, I will forever be part of Rick Ross's group. I will never fucking leave because Rick Ross is just his his way of making beats and his way of music is so like it's more like royal type shit, like finer things type shit. That's the shit that I like. I like how mm-hmm. the beats have melodies with the piano and you know all the keys. Like it's that's that's a real yeah. nigga shit. Like I love it. So and to collaborate with Meek and Wale and them, like that would be amazing. Like I would never, Wale, I would Wale never leave that group. Like, mm-hmm. My opinion. Hey. Wale the coldest artist I have seen. Like, because people be thinking that he's just, you know, he's like more of a poet. I mean, he is a poet, but he be making some yeah. classics that y'all don't even know. Like, like Bad Ambition, all that Man, shit. He got some hits, classics. like some super hits. Dude, yes. Like, people be sleeping on Wale like a motherfucker. And I'm like, damn, my nigga, like, y'all gotta understand mm-hmm. this nigga is cold. I mean, I mean, yeah. cold, cold. Yeah. Shit. So, the third, yeah. the third label. You might have to hate me for this, <laughs> but if I had to get signed to a third label, no, you ain't gonna hate me. Oh, It'd be definitely. Rock Nation. Rock Nation. It'd be, be that's and there's a reason that's my third choice is because the first two choices they're mm-hmm. on the rise right now. You see what I'm saying? They on the they on the rise, but Rock Nation has always stayed a steady pace. So that's what I'm saying. With me and Jay Z, that if we can even make a collab album, nigga, that will that will be in the history books. They will have to add that to the to the curriculum of high school. Yeah, nigga, and you got your, you got access dope. to J Cole, Alicia Keys. You got access to everybody on you with Rock Nation. Yeah, yeah. but your music got to be smoking smoking hot because they roster so big. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like I said, when it comes to music and me, music has never been a competition, but I always thought of being better than the next guy I hear. Like if I hear if I hear something that I know is better than one of mine, I will go the next song. I will go off and <laughs> it'll be better than the next guy. Then there's always somebody else. Then I always be somebody yeah. else that's better than you. You see what I'm saying? So so don't get me wrong. There's always going to be somebody that's better. But if I can get it to the top spot where I can be like there's no competition with me like a legacy. Then I, I feel like I succeeded. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I feel like mm-hmm. I done made it. And yeah. that's real that's real nigga shit. So damn. You said QC, Maybach, <laughs> and Rock Nation. You didn't say nothing about Dreamville. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh what's my boy them out there in LA? Kendrick Lamar now. T D E. Uh uh T D E, yeah. Okay. So I love all of them. Don't get me wrong. I love them. But when it comes to like stuff that I like recently, like right now on the rise, Dreamville is cool. I love Dreamville. Like I love J. Cole. And yeah, I think yeah. Jid is a part of it now, ain't he? Okay. Yeah, J. Cole and Jid, I love that shit. But at the same time, I know what I'm looking for. I know my style of music. And Dreamville is more of a, it's more of like Earl Sweatshirt, more of poet type shit. And it's okay. I mean, I can do that. But when it comes to like my type, it's more of like, mm-hmm. like I said, QC or Maybach music. It's more of like a little baby type shit. Because that's what everybody, well, not everybody, but that's what most people say that I sound yeah. like when it comes yeah. to auto tune. It's a little baby. And I, I don't hear it at all either. I don't hear it at all. You're multi talented. You can do a I lot. For real. Exactly. But but you know what's crazy? I'm going to give you a what's little rundown. You know what's really crazy? I, I was at a restaurant, like I think it was like three or four weeks ago. And then this white girl, like, she heard me from my music. So she came to the car, and she was like, oh, my God, you sound just like Post Malone. I was like, bitch, huh? Post Malone. (laughs) 
Yeah. Post Malone. <laughs> <laughs> never. I'm sorry. I love Post, but Damn. never. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, Dreamville. I would. I mean, that could be a choice. You feel me? I like it, but it's just mm-hmm. not. This is just not me. You know what I'm saying? It's just not me. And uh, you said, uh, let's see. You said, uh, yeah. You said another one. Oh, TDE. That's more of my homeboy sincere type. Yeah, of yeah. That's more of lyrics. Like, <laughs> like he'll be perfect over there because that's lyrics. I I can do lyrics, but they got they got an artist from Chattanooga. So. They done put him on a back burner, ain't they? Isaiah ain't his name Isaiah Rashad. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, Isaiah Rashad. I ain't yeah, heard I, mean, I ain't heard nothing from him ahead. since he's been on the label, but one album. Let me tell you something about labels, though. They'll make you do that shit. Like they'll make you hold all your songs for some odd ass reason until the others drop their shit. And I think that's what happened to Isaiah because Isaiah is a cold ass motherfucker. Yeah. Like I've heard most of his shit, and I'm gonna tell you that nigga, that nigga cold. But I guess I mean the mm-hmm. la- I guess the label mm-hmm. hold this shit. So, so I got I got one shit. more question for you, and I want you to uh, promote your music, your handles, and everything, and tell me what song you want me to play at the end of the podcast. But the question I got for yes, you sir. is like. If you had you could have one producer, anybody in the world, to produce a whole album for you, who would it be? Dr. Dre. <laughs> Dr. Motherfucking oh, Dre. <laughs> you let me tell you something. I have loved Dr. Dre ever since NW motherfucker, ever since before NWA. I'm telling you, Dr. Dre is one of the coldest producers in history. Ain't nobody touching this nigga. Like, if I could just get one chance to get a beat from this nigga, I don't even care yeah. if he ain't making an album, just a beat from this nigga. I, <laughs> I will fall to the floor. I will cry. <laughs> like me and Doc. And speaking of wishes, I know people gonna hear this podcast. Doctor Dre, I'll let him. I'll get with let your boy. Him. We need to collab right now. Holla at me. We need to collab Check right his now. Music out. Oh, he produced Anderson <laughs> Pack whole uh, album. That's the last time I heard uh, Doctor Dre producing an album. And I heard about that. That's what made me want to do it more because I love Anderson Pack and I love what the fuck he did with it. So I was like, please, Dr. Dre, okay. help a nigga out. Okay. So promote <laughs> your album and your handles and tell me what song you want me to play at the end of the podcast so they can get to know you. So you know, man, like I said before, it's KYM Marco. You can follow me at all social medias with the same exact name. Uh, you can go on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, Pandora, Google Music. Just look up KYM Marco. The Death of Love, the pre-orders come out on the 12th. The whole album's coming out on the 20th. Be ready for that. It's going to be 20 songs full of nothing but passionate, raw wave, make you cry in your basement type music. So I just hope y'all enjoy this shit. You feel me? This is yes, Trevor. You know, feel me, Trevor Jackson. And you know, we about to, and we about to vibe. You feel me? And I want, good, you, you know what I want you to play me, dog. <laughs> I sent you a song named Senior. And that's what's going to get played. I right, have a blessed day, my Hell brother. Yeah, I'm going to hit dog. you. You too, me, dog. It's KYE, bitch. It's KYE, Yeah.
See you.